Welcome to Tiger Resilience podcast series. With over 25 years experience directing addiction programs, these series are designed for anyone who is struggling with a loved one dealing with addiction. Through these programs, you will gain insight, awareness, and vision into all things about addiction. Here is where addiction education will assist you in reaching your human potential. Hello and welcome to Tiger Resilience podcast series. My name is Bernie and I'm the host of the show. Uh, today's topic is going to be a question that was posed to me just a couple of weeks ago and it was uh, from a mom that I'm working with right now. And she had asked me, she said, why is recovery from addiction so hard? And it's a very profound question and very powerful. And I think she was looking for a, a quick, simple answer to this. And unfortunately, there is none because of the complexities of this. You know, the challenge is that addiction is a very complicated disorder and it affects individuals so differently. You know, to be successful requires a deep understanding of that individual's needs because there are so many different treatment models available and every person is coming from a different place. Specifically for this show and our shows going forward for the next couple of months, we are really focusing on opioid use disorder or opioid addiction or heroin addiction, whichever term you like to use, is kind of the focus of our specific content as our program right now is focusing just on that one element, though a lot of the stuff that you will hear can be applied to any other addiction that people are struggling with too as well. So, But opioid addiction also creates a unique challenge for uh, different people, but this also includes the family members as well, uh, family members and friends of, of a loved one who is struggling with that opioid addiction. And they themselves are struggling trying to understand and why is this so difficult for them to be able to find their balance, to get back on their own feet and to, to be successful and uh, and to overcome this adversity that addiction brings into the family itself. Um, there, is a, there is a word and unfortunately is a necessary tool for this process to work for everyone who is involved, both the individual and the family members. And that word is time, T-I-M-E, that four-letter word. And it's necessary, but itself can be a challenge, especially today with our ongoing opioid crisis and the, and the introduction of fentanyl for some years now, and NPSs, known as novel psychoactive substances, that are brought into all of the illicit uh, med medications and narcotics that are on the streets today, whether they're buying it from the street or the dark web, which is a very powerful and very popular place for, uh, for people to buy synthetic opioids. Um, the challenge is, is that time is not necessarily on their side because it's only that one time that they're going to take that medication potentially, thinking it's one thing, and then understanding and realizing, unfortunately, afterwards that it was something else uh, that could cause an overdose and even potentially death, too. Um, I was also working with a mom a few years back, and, and she shared her greatest challenges, you know, about how addiction was so hard for her dealing with her son, who was a 25-year-old uh, young man at the time, and he was addicted to opioid. I believe about six years he was uh, had an opioid dependence issue. And she struggled first. The first thing was with letting go of the past and then dealing with that, overcoming all those emotions and the challenges and traumas that she had to deal with through his active addiction at home. And that included everything from emotional abuse, the lies, the deceits, the, the misdirections, 
you know, the theft, you know, he stole from the family in order to take care of his habit. She was really personally took that very personal. And I remember explaining to her at one point, I said, listen, it's very simple. And, and this is not an ex, this is not a rationalization or an excuse, but just an explanation. And that is that, you know, individuals who steal from their loved ones do so because they have the, the thought process of, you know what, they're not going to turn me into the police and I'm not going to go to jail and I'm not going to have a criminal record. Mostly that's for the most generic uh, term to it. Most people feel that they're going to be okay to do that. And, and they're not doing it out of intention. They're doing it out of a necessity. So I remember she struggled with that very, very big. Uh, and the second part that she struggled with was also trying to understand, you know, what this was about, what the addiction was about, what was opioid use disorder and what was it that, uh, you know, that she needed to understand how could she, collect their correct information and understand really what was going on in their son's life. And to be able to discern that information, you know, for anyone who's done web searches, you know, there is a lot of good information out there, but there's a lot of uh, lost information too, as I like to refer to it, you know, that is just kind of sporadic, um, but it's very difficult to kind of put it into context, you know, in a chapter format. So you understand from A to B to C to D and so on sequentially on what this process is, which was, really the, the primary drive behind the development of Tiger Resilience and our self-serve opioid educational program and our, also our family and recovery services because this is a, an issue that many, many families struggle with, you know, getting the correct information. What do I do? How do I help my loved one? I, ha I don't understand this disease. I don't understand how this disorder plays a factor into their lives and why it impacts our lives so, so, so powerfully in many ways. So... So she struggled with that uh, at that time. And I just making that point because it was a, a big, you know, question to understand that I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, and I have a lot of anger and I have a lot of resentments. And these are a couple of things that are very important to start working through as soon as possible, because you can't carry around your present day to move forward in your future if you're living in your past in many ways. So I was also, she talked about that and she asked me what was some of the best strategies also for the greatest probability of success if you want to if you're trying to help her son at this time with this opioid addiction and a, a big part of our program here at Tiger Resilience Opioid Educational and our also our coaching and recovery services is uh, this is a pretty much the same modalities that we treat our folks with right now today but it's two parts is first is that you have to detach with love and the second is that you have to create an accountability system with your loved one which in a basic layman's terms means that you need to hold them uh, accountable as an adult. They need to be taught that they have to behave and they're going to be held accountable because they are being respectfully understood as being an adult, a young adult, whatever it may be, but being treated as an adult. And those are the two fundamentals that we do a lot of work with in our programs here. You know, detachment with love uh, just to clarify this, by the way, this is not tough love as Tiger Resilience does not subscribe to that uh, tired uh, mindset and from something back in the 60s and 70s and into the 80s as well, 1980s. Um, it is a, a tired kind of easy, and I call it a cop-out excuse in many ways. It's just an easy way to, you know what, they don't want to get help, uh, shut the door, close it, lock them out, throw them out. And it is such a incredibly destructive way to treat somebody, especially if there's somebody you really care about, you know, in a sense. Now that doesn't mean you become a, you know, the mattress, that gets stepped all over. It means that you have to create systems in place so that you can start working on solving the problems. And that's what this is all about. And 
that is a primary focus of Tiger Resilience programs is to work on problem solving. How do we solve these problems? How do we forecast what's going to come up into the future? And what do we do to prevent things from, from going sideways again in our lives? So detachment with love really means caring enough for that person to let them and allowing them to learn from their own mistakes. It, it means for them that they have to understand the word responsible, to be responsible. And the word responsible is two words. It's response able. It's our ability to respond to life and the stimuli around us all the time. And even for ourselves as the family members, I, I share this strongly with them for their own welfare and making their own decisions without having ulterior motives. And most of those ulterior motives with family members dealing with an individual struggling with addiction, they're, they're, it's a control issue. They want to control this. They want to, they're trying to prevent it. They know better. And in many ways they do, but in some ways they don't. But that whole control issue becomes an issue itself in the, in the part of the family dynamics too. You know, detachment with love is significant because it is the power of influence. It is that proverbial planting a seed into your loved one. And what your role and goal is at that point is to continue to nourish it with water without drowning it or without allowing it to dry up and wither. So it's finding the balance of water, the seeds that you're planting of influence into your loved one for them to be able to start making the right decisions and then eventually get the treatment and help that they need. You know, creating an accountability system is the second part of this. And that is basically setting up parameters for your loved one dealing with an opioid addiction again to be treated as an adult. You know, one of the greatest gifts of us as human beings is that we have the freedom to choose. And this great gift also comes with consequences of those choices, both good and bad. And if we don't allow these loved ones that are struggling with opioid addiction to suffer or to be rewarded by the consequences from their decisions, nothing will be gained and nothing will be learned. And, you know, the 12-step program has the insanity uh, definition as do, doing the same thing and expecting different results. And this pretty much ties right into that because the point is, is that they need to understand they have to learn to, to modify their behaviors to get different results in a sense. Um, you know, another part of this too is also a big thing with families is the financials. Like, what do I do? How do I support my, my husband, my wife, my sister, my brother, my, my son, my daughter, you know, who's struggling with this. And I'll talk about a gentleman I worked with a, a little while ago and, and he had basically had an open checkbook to his son who was abusing this left and right. And the challenge was that every time he thought the, the father thought he was doing the right thing by helping him son by by giving him money, all he was doing was allowing his son to continue to d dig that hole deeper and deeper. And he was never going to hit rock bottom. He was never going to hit that, that end because it just kept continually tunneling because of the financial flow that was coming into his life. Now his son had learned how to really abuse this in a, in a major way. So it took a little bit of time, but I was able to work with this father and we set up parameters for helping his son, including helping him with food, but that meant buying the food. It meant having it delivered to the house. It meant you know, he was staying at that time in an apartment and uh, the father was helping to support that uh, at the time to help his son through it. And those are normal things to do, but there has, again, there has to be some kind of accountability system one of the things that I believe his son at the time had to take care of was some utility bills and he neglected on it. So his father basically had him stay in a shelter for a couple of weeks because he lost his privilege because he was no longer following the, the recommendations. And, and that being in that shelter uh, in a city for two weeks was probably the most devastating thing that he ever had faced in his life. And that was without a doubt one of the first telltale signs of him coming to hit his rock bottom and then look at 
changing his life. And eventually, not far from that point forward or quickly after, he did get into treatment and has been uh, sober and in recovery and very, very having a wonderful life right now since that time. But these these conditions were necessary because if they weren't, the his son was going to dig his own grave. And that's basically what he was doing at the time. So, you know, these principles are not, again, about tough love. As it, Again, Tiger Resilience does not subscribe to that. These are about creating conditions and allowing influence to be that aspect of changing someone's life. You know, detaching with love is caring enough for your loved one that you're allowing them to find their own path and as you continue to plant the seeds. An accountability system is to treat them fully as an adult as you continue to guide them and nurture them. You know, neither of these principles will be successful without one word, and that word is communication. Communication is necessary for everything we do in life. And our Tiger Resilience podcast series, we will be featuring multiple shows over the next month or so that will talk a lot about the communication skills and how do we effectively communicate with each other. These aren't, again, just about addiction. This is just, these are basic life skills in a sense. So we will be going into that. But that's a big piece because if you have a detachment with love and then you have an accountability system, but you're not communicating, nothing will work. It will, it will be, you will not be successful because having to communicate the needs, the wants, the desires, the results, the expectations with each other very clearly. So those are very well understood. Uh, and again, talking with people, not talking at people is how we will effectively make these principles and have these tools work. And it certainly has been our success here at Tiger Resilience with our families that we work with, how they've been very successful. So I, I really want to thank you once again for your time, for listening to our show again. We truly do hope that the you are finding value in these podcasts and this information. And as always, if you'd like to learn more about our services and what we do, our self-serve opioid educational programs, as well as our family recovery coaching services, you can visit us at tiger-resilience.com. The link will also be in on this podcast and we do look forward to speaking with you next week as, again, we will be talking about communication as we go forward into the spring now and a very happy spring to everybody. And I wish everyone peace and serenity on your journey this week. And we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you for listening to Tiger Resilience Podcast. For more information, please visit us at our website at tiger-resilience.com. If you found value in this show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. This is Tiger Resilience, addiction solutions for reaching human potential.